Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Worst Cast, a podcast about the worst fantasy football league that's ever been. What started as a 12-team league with a bunch of friends in grad school has turned into a ridiculous, data-driven ride down memory lane. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Um, We're going to be doing things a little bit differently today. We're going to be splitting up our podcast as much as we know you enjoyed putting in an hour of your time to listen. Today, we're just going to be doing an interview, and it's just going to be me. My illustrious co-host, Brandon, um, isn't able to join me tonight, so it is myself and Miss Jess, the next of our interviewees. Jess, say hello. Hello. How's it going? It's, It's going well. It's going well. Welcome to the podcast, Jess, our third guest. So, I mean, as I'm sure you've probably listened to by now, Gray was our fantasy football analyst. He loves fantasy football. Nick um, Nick really loves <laughs> fake noises for introductions. Yeah, so Nick's really good at that. What are you bringing into the podcast? Oh, boy. Um, cheese. And, and I, you know, I'm like Gray, and I love fantasy football, but I'm a little less nerdy on the like July advance because I'm usually still in summer mode and then I panic the week before the the season starts and do all kinds of research because I'm in six leagues so I'm a you know pretty serious player Um, have you have you actually gotten to play a game this year where you weren't playing against your own players it's you know it's worked out a couple weeks where I feel like it might have been week two or three that in three of the leagues I was playing against Alshon Jeffrey and like three other players and every team well, that I played seemed to have them. So it doesn't work Isn't playing that against often. Alshon Jeffrey a good thing? Well, I mean, he actually played then, but so I guess maybe oh, that's weird. a different story. He doesn't do that a lot, so it's, you know, one of those things. Yeah, so I'm more of like a procrastinate and then I really get excited, right? You know, right before the season's about to start. So if you were to define your fantasy football strategy, it's procrastination but then you pull an all-nighter and find all the value i can yeah and find all the value you can okay so gray starts in july nick (laughs) starts when he opens the draft you're kind of right in the middle yeah pretty much okay i I think that's pretty good so um tell us about your season so far how how are you feeling about you know i lock it like that (laughs) um it's been an interesting season. I don't think I expected my kind of running back tandem to really kick off the way it did at the beginning of the season. I think what a couple weeks in, Brandon wrote that I was 48 point something point average, which was over double like the league record at the time. That was a little unexpected, especially because I took a little bit of a risk with the whole Gordon Eckler handcuff. I know today's a different story, but week one when I started, I was feeling pretty good. Um, actually, not tandem trio with Dalvin Cook, Gordon, or Eckler, and Johnson. So I felt pretty good. I can safely say that I've never drafted a quarterback in the 16th round, so that was a new one. Yeah, quarterback. I feel like that might be a topic <laughs> of this conversation at some point, but it's just a hunch. Yeah, I think it will be. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how you feel like your season's going. So... We've done a little bit of research, and we're wondering, is Melvin Gordon tanking your season? Not just <laughs> influencing it, but is he tanking it? 
He really could be, which would break my heart, considering he's from Wisconsin. I don't know if he's tanking it as much as the Chargers are just playing so unexpectedly this season. So maybe it's safe to say his presence is tanking it. Maybe. The whole team. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we did pull some numbers. It does look like you're 3-2 and two since his return. Um, probably because early on you were starting Austin Eckler and he was still performing. Right. But your true winning percentage has dropped almost .109 That's since great. his return. And you're scoring, on average, 13.4 less. Oh, thanks for all those stats. It's yeah, really and, sad. Oh, if you want to make it even worse, your yeah, running sure. backs used to score you 52 points per game. They're now scoring <laughs> you 31.6. Well, to be fair, David Johnson also got hurt. So there was a little bit of a couple was, of was he really was he really leading the way? Well, I don't know. <laughs> no. So, you know, sometimes these things happen. And, you know, obviously we're not going to blame it on your managerial choices. <laughs> um, I think it mostly has to do with what was once a pretty open backfield for Eckler is now super diluted for both Eckler and Gordon. And now you pretty much just have to roll the dice every single week as to which one's going to do well, given, you, you know, know yeah, I think, I think the only thing that makes me feel better is I've picked wrong the past two weeks. I think I sat Gordon two weeks ago and he did better and vice versa. Um, it was one way or the other, but either way I was going to lose regardless of who I started. You know, I played two really tough opponents the past two weeks. So some of that's, he hit a tough spot in the schedule and he hit some bye week troubles and I was scrambling last week to do whatever I could to fill a roster against Brandon. So, you know, not to tell you you're necessarily wrong, Jess, but you're <laughs> actually wrong. Okay. Why? So weeks one through six, you were averaging 106.2 per game. Mm -hmm. Weeks seven through nine, you're averaging 79.3. Yeah, that's fun. So unfortunately, um, you know, I don't necessarily know what your matchups were like, but it seems like you guys need to have a little bit of a locker room talk. Like, hey, wh what are we doing here? It's, it's almost like this, this aligns with this, this weird trade <laughs> that may have had some <laughs> karma. To, I, I don't know. I don't believe in karma, but. <laughs> I, think you might, I think you might. I think you're some, a big something of it. might have happened. I so, might have. You know, we're, we're talking all negatives here about this season right now. Obviously, you're still in the playoff hunt. You're, you're a great squad. Maybe the best running back in the game besides Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. Tell us a little bit more, as you probably know personally, as Brandon and I alluded to in the first episode, you didn't used to be very good at this. No. And but now you're, like, really good at this. What, so... What that let me just start by saying that that trade with Trevor will haunt me until the end of my days. Um, that was my first time ever playing fantasy football. I couldn't see the long game. I knew that Foster was hurt, and I thought that that meant I don't know he was worthless to me. I quickly learned. Um, I don't know what really flipped a switch. I think I love this league. Um, I mean, I'm in six leagues now, so I. Yeah, you went from really one to six, something I went from one to six, and that was slowly. And I will say that's a little bit um, – my fiancé, Jim, is very into fantasy football. And I think if he heard me talking right now, he would say that it's all because of him. And I would argue that the year I won the championship with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, I had not met Jim yet. And we kind of bonded over our two really good teams that we had that year. So 
over the course of the past four years, he's slowly brought me into some other leagues. I'm doing my first dynasty league this year and I'm doing surprisingly well. I just don't like losing. And I will be also really honest and tell you that I could go five and one. And if that one loss is ad grad, I'm angry all day Sunday. Like I really just want to win in this league. I really well, do. Well, that that's good to hear. And and you I mean you've been an athlete your whole life, so naturally, yeah. you know, you you get into a league like this, it's it's gonna happen. So we we get it. The the competitive competitive juices boil. Yeah, and I think maybe there's a little bit of proving myself after that first year too. You know, um, first first few years, but first, you know, let me let me rephrase that. First few years, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, th- that was probably two minutes worth of positivity. So I think it's time we jump into <laughs> what everybody here is is listening for. And honestly, Jess, I want to preface, this literally has nothing to do with you. Okay. You literally didn't do anything except say yes. <laughs> so for everyone that's been listening, um, you probably listened to the first podcast. You'll You'll definitely hear from this guest in the future. That is Mr. JT. Um, I think, what week was it? Week six or seven? Yeah, six, I think. Week six, JT really, really decided he felt <laughs> passionately about having Gardner Minshew on his team. Did it have to do with his team name having Minshew in it? Probably a little bit. Probably because Gardner Minshew's chaos is to the NFL as JT's is to our league. Probably a little bit. Is it because he loves the Jaguars? Not quite as much, but we it was thrown out in our group text that he was willing to trade Carson Wentz, who at the time was, I think, the number five quarterback in fantasy yep. for Gardner Minshew, who was not the number five quarterback in fantasy at that point. Um, Jess actually didn't even show up to the conversation until <laughs> a lot of back and forth had gone, you know, this is ridiculous. We shouldn't do this trade. Jess showed up. Of course, her answer was sure. Um, I think we went a couple of hours. I did my best to, you know, discourage JT from making this trade for, you know, integrity of the league, blah, 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 all that kind of nonsense. Things died down. The trade happened. A couple players jumped back into the thread and, you know, all heck broke loose. And, you know, here we are today, you know, Gardner Minshew and Carson Wentz. So if anyone was curious how the trade has since gone, we, we have a little bit of a numbers here. All right, let's hear it. To this point, Gardner Minshew has actually been better than Carson Wentz. Outscoring Wentz 74 to 64 over the last five weeks and winning three out of those five matchups head-to-head with Wentz. All right. But as we all know, <laughs> Gardner Minshew's a backup quarterback. So... Naturally, Nick Foles, the bajillion-dollar man in Jacksonville, is taking his rightful place as the Jacksonville starter back. So unless Carson Wentz tears every bone in his body or just he's just Carson Wentz and gets hurt, it's a good chance he will be outscoring Gardner Minshew for the rest of the way here. Given all of the craziness around this, I feel like you're probably one of the most under- talked to and reported on person in this trade. How do you feel about all the craziness that's unfolded since this trade? Well, first of all, I feel it's really unfair for Josh to say it hurts the integrity of the league. So let me start with that because I'm a very serious player. I'll talk to Josh about that. It's okay. Um, 
But more importantly, uh, who wouldn't say yes to that trade, right? Like, you guys were all Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know if that was necessarily pointed at you, Jess. I don't think anyone says no. But, you know, I I have to agree with JT on the fact that I also really liked Gardner Minshew. I mean, I picked him up in my Dynasty League um, before the season started because I knew Nick Foles was injury prone. And he got a few good weeks out of me in a two-quarterback league. So I had a lot of high hopes for him. I knew know that he's a backup. Um, I guess I was thinking long-term. And to be honest, I never would have even considered it if Drew Brees hadn't gotten hurt. But I was kind of in a position where I needed a quarterback, and it seemed like an obvious answer, I guess. I mean, again, you made the decision that 99% of people would make, and that 1% is JT. So... <laughs> You, yeah, you did make the correct decision in the long term. I think it will pay off. I think a lot of the energy from the league was you were actually, you know, as we've reported on crushing it out of the gate, your biggest gaping weakness was quarterback. <laughs> and I think there was this, oh, great. She's now flipped a really mediocre guy from the free agency wire into a top five quarterback. Awesome. Yeah. I will say, too, I think Brandon made a really great point. Um, I think he was the one that said, you know, JT also knew that Jess just traded away two receivers for a quarterback, you know, with Eric earlier in the season. So why not get more out of it if you can? You know, that's clearly what she was willing to give up. So I think that's an interesting point, too. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it came from once JT gave the rational arguments. Again, I had I had no problem with it at that point. That's just what fantasy is all about. Yeah, but I absolutely. think that I think that was kind of the big the big kicker there was once we heard that it was like, all right, you know what, we get it. And you know, of course, it's an eagle, and he's a Cowboys fan. So <laughs> yeah, and you know, and that's what makes it exciting too, right? Like that sparked a lot of controversy, got everyone talking. Um, I you know we need the JTs of the league. Oh, he keeps it interesting. He's he's all about chaos. You can't guard, you can't guard chaos. I know you and I were talking about the before the podcast. Sometimes unpredictability is the most difficult thing to deal with. One hundred percent, yes. <laughs> so you know, moving on from this trade, hopefully we are all able to move on. Yes, all of us, <laughs> everybody listening. It seems things have been okay. Wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, your history in this league versus Brandon and I. Well, Brandon wasn't able to join us on the podcast today. We wanted to do a little analysis of how we've competed in the past. So you actually, you've got me pretty well handled. You're actually 5-4-1 and one all time versus me. Way to get okay. that tie in there. But you're 1-9 against Brandon. He has my number. And I'm almost glad that he's not on the podcast to talk about how good he is versus you. So I can sort of hear you talk about it. Love you, Brandon. Well, I, what's, I mean, what's you your just, mental block about playing Brandon? I don't know, but I think I'm still blocked because he just kicked my butt this past week. Did he? Um, yeah. I, mm, 127 to something, maybe. Oh, that's not great. In our non-PPR um, league, that's a pretty substantial number. Yeah, 127 to 77. And I left a lot of points on the bench. And even if I had started all his players, he still would have killed me. So I'm still reeling from that. Um, but beyond that, I, you know, Brandon puts up a really good team every year. And 
my my players are scared maybe I don't know I like you said earlier maybe I should go talk to him in the locker room and tell him what's up did you know, I, lose, it's all did about... I lose to him in the championship last year um I think you did actually yeah <laughs> yeah so I clearly he has my number and I haven't figured it out yet I'll let you it's know what about, I do though all about team chemistry here Jess mm-hmm. all about team chemistry uh, I think that Chargers locker room is bleeding over into yours <laughs> I think it might be. They're yeah, playing so now, though, aren't they? Maybe they, they are against the Raiders, and I, there's literally nothing on the planet I'd rather not do than watch that game. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, so now I know. Now we've been talking about all the fluffy stuff, the fantasy football. Now we're going to get to the serious stuff, and I think it's actually perfect that you led the pod with saying that you bring cheese to the table. For those that did not know, Jess is a huge Wisconsin sports fan. And she really loves cheese. The first question I'm going to do, it's almost weighing her Wisconsin roots versus her Texas roots. Her roots in Texas aren't that deep. Same as mine. We went to grad school there together. But cheese curds or queso? Oh, queso. Whoa. Hold up. <laughs> I need to hear more about this. I don't even have to think about it. Is it the versatility? I, you know, I think so. I think that, like, there's queso, there's options, so you've got variety. Um, but you can put queso on so many more things. And You, you, you can also put queso on cheese curds. You, you know, maybe that's the really winning answer. Queso on cheese curds. Um, I, that probably surprises you. I feel like I introduced a couple of our friends to, che- like, really good cheese curds. But I don't think you can beat a good white queso with some chips. Hey, I mean, I, I, I can't say no. I, I agree that it's queso. I just was not an answer I was expecting. <laughs> Get out. So I'm here, to, I'm here to shock you. So my next question here, I actually, I wasn't even thinking about this, but now I am, and you probably know why I'm just like in my head, just like smiling. So how about them badgers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to talk about that. For those that don't know, I went to the awful football school of the University of Illinois, while our good Wisconsin friend here, Jess, went to the University of Wisconsin, you know, the one that's actually good at football. What, what happened when they, when you actually went to the game? No, they, I actually didn't go to the game. Oh, you we were just driving I didn't. through Champagne. We Got it. We went through Champagne, um, and we stopped, and I saw the jerseys and had to send a picture, and... I didn't realize the next day how it was going to turn out. Yeah, second biggest win in the last 20 years for Illinois. Well, congratulations, Alex. You've been waiting a long time for a win. It's almost sad because it's wasted on us. We're probably still not even going to be bowl eligible. Did you win any more after us? Um, I think we might have. I don't pay that close attention to Illinois. I'm going to be honest. A lot of heartbreak can lead to that. Yeah. Years of that will have you conditioned to just exactly not care. So clearly, um, Jess loves her Badgers. Oh, oh man. And the last I remember of your basketball team, things didn't turn out well for them either. What was that, 2015? Yeah, against Brandon's Duke. Yeah. Yeah, I see where you're going with this. So if you're catching a trend, the Badgers aren't really great about, you know, crossing the finish line. This was supposed to be their year in football, too, the way they were playing. So... If you guys couldn't have guessed, she's also a Packers fan. We have a deal with the devil that we want to offer you. All right. Both of your Badgers teams 
win a championship this year. Okay. But the Packers never win a Super Bowl in your lifetime again. Oh, man. Huh. No, I think I would take that. What? Well, we know her fiance says no. <laughs> yeah, sorry, right. Jim's in the background. Why do um, I feel like he might just be a bigger Packers fan than a Badgers fan? He could be, but also I feel like I have to look at it this way. I mean, I was part of a Packers Super Bowl, conveniently when we were in grad school. By the way, that's the last time I ever did a keg stand at Greco's apartment. Um <laughs> They won. So I've like, you know, had some glory in my life and I would just kill to see a Badger football and basketball championship. Yeah, no, it's it's fair. I mean, as clock management is another thing that, you know, probably haunts your dreams with the Badgers. Was it back to back Rose Bowls? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's been some tough times, so I can definitely see how you want to build up some positive memories where sadder ones may currently exist. That's why I try so hard in fantasy. Got to keep winning. Keep those I get positive it. I get memories. it. I totally get it. Again, <laughs> Illinois. I get it. So jumping into our last, you know, formalized question here. And Nick sort of brought this to everyone's attention last week. As you know, Brandon and I have just been sitting here touting how great you are. You're so good. You're so good. Then we got this breaking TMZ report from Mr. Nick that you're actually not that good. Because in another league you're playing in with his wife, you're absolutely getting destroyed. So I'm essentially giving you the floor now to kind of clear the air. Talk us through what that's all about. Well, well, friends of the league, of the worst cast, um, I would like to say to Nick that... Oh, God. You, I got nothing. I, I really have nothing. Um, I keep beating him in our league, and I think that's all that should matter. Wow, making it personal. Really yeah, he, great way to come back. Really well, mature. Let's, let's keep the league separate. Um, he's not wrong, but maybe, like you just pointed out, that my fiance cares more about the Packers and the Badgers. Maybe I just care more about ad grad than Whitney's league. Wow, you please don't kill me, Whitney. You're a master at deferring here because I really haven't gotten a real answer from you. <laughs> no, you really haven't. But I don't really, I don't, I, I don't know that I really have an answer. Um, my answer is this game is all made up and it's completely based on luck and it's really sad. And you know, here's the thing I have to spread my luck around to six different leagues that I'm in, so maybe I just am not giving enough luck to that one. That's fair. Man, so this was right, this was the not the news report we were hoping for. Um, I'm really sorry to disappoint. but I mean, I think thing. what might have to happen is on a future episode, maybe we bring Whitney on to speak with I, you. <laughs> I, think, I think we should do that. You know I love Whitney, and I love that she's our commissioner. Uh, Nick is not wrong. I'm awful in that league. Tell um, us a little bit about that team. Who's on that team? Who's on my team in that league? Yeah. All right, I'll tell you. One sec. You should play some, like, maybe I need to change my team name. It's Fifty Shades of Clay. Yeah, he doesn't even play for your team anymore. I know. Um, I have David Johnson. 
James Conner, who's out this week. Chase Edmonds, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Godwin, Cooper, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Lamar Jackson. It sounds like a pretty good team. I know. Thank you. So I took me, this is why I don't have an answer for you. Where where do you rank in points in the league? Maybe this is just unlucky. And if you don't, if you already know, I'm miss I'm all about making excuses based on luck. Yeah, I know you are. You're like the king of it. Well, I'm the king of being unlucky. It happens. It's a correlation. <laughs> um, I am fifth in overall points. And what's your record? Four and five. Same record you have in our league. Oh, no, one game back of where you yeah. are in our league. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, I guess um, when Brandon and I spoke, it was before the, the Melvin Gordon experiment. So. Right, right. And, you know, Whitney's killing it. Um, oh, then, of course, Nick brought that to the table. Yeah, of course. But I don't blame him. I don't blame him for that. I mean, we know who the best fantasy football player in that household is. That's for sure. Maybe that's maybe that's he was trying to deflect it to me. So he didn't. I mean, Whitney's eight and one. She's first in her division. I think we need to talk to Whitney. I mean, just so everyone out there knows, I know Whitney very well. Whitney is very smart and she knows her football and she loves her Patriots. Whitney is a sharp football player. So maybe we just maybe, you know, once we've exhausted some of our internal interviews, maybe we go outside the league to someone who's got some insight. I think we should do that, but I think maybe we should bring Nick and Whitney on at the same time so she can give him some advice. I do want some more Nick sound effects, so I think it would be a great <laughs> idea. Oh. So all of that aside, you know, we were kind of through all of the, the formalities of this. Just tell everybody out there that may not already know you, what's going on in your life? What's, what's your story? Um, so I'm living uh, in Milwaukee right now. Uh, I got a, I got engaged in April. I got a house in June and I just got a job offer today. So it's been a little bit of a crazy week. Should we not record this until you've told your previous employer? Um, I don't know. I know we have a lot of fans out there on the worst cast, but oh, I'm going to send this directly to them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Whether you're taking the job offer or not, we'll leave as a mystery for the next episode. How about that? There you go. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jess. And as you, as become tradition on these podcasts, who should we talk to next? I think you got to talk to JT. JT. Oh man. With Minshew getting benched. I think we got to hear from him. Oh, I think that's a great point. Bringing out the big guns. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I, I guess JT's been challenged. Well, I'll go ahead and reach out, have my people contact his people, and we'll go from there. Perfect. But, Jess, it has been wonderful. We actually, honestly, just for everyone out there, I probably haven't spoke to Jess in five or six years. So it was yeah. great to, you know, talk on the phone, chat it up. Hear you back there, Jim. Thanks for attending the podcast today. Oh, I wouldn't miss it, man. <laughs> Thank you, everybody that is Peace still man. listening. Um, and have a great evening. Yeah, you too. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our interview with Jess. We'll have another podcast out to you in the next couple days. 
reviewing last week, previewing next week, and next week we will be interviewing the infamous JT. Have a wonderful night, and remember, nobody cares about your fantasy football team, especially us.